Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge on Yahoo Sports Radio. Well, we've been talking about Hall of Fame candidate Ken Stabler, and our next guest knows plenty about him. Hall of Fame wide receiver Fred Belindikoff was an integral part of the Raiders' offense in the 1970s, a team that went to five AFC title games, three AFL championships, and two Super Bowls. He averaged 15.2 yards per catch during his career, scored 76 touchdowns, had 10 straight 40-plus receiving years, and was named MVP of Super Bowl XI. And now, well, now he and that Raiders theme song are our MVP. Fred, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, the weather's treating you good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not bad. We know, Freddie, you caught probably more passes or, or nearly as many passes from Ken Stabler as, as anybody, and uh, uh, played with him nearly his entire career in Oakland. Uh, he's a senior candidate this year for the Hall of Fame. We'd just like to get your thoughts on him. Do you think he belongs in in Canton? And and have you ever wondered why he didn't get there uh, before this? Oh, absolutely. You know, I always I always I always thought that you know Kenny should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. Uh, why I, I don't I don't have any idea. You know I don't know, I'm not really privy to you know the people that are voting or how they vote or what they do. My only understanding is I guess they really dissect every individual to the hilt. But uh, but yeah, I always felt that you know with, with the way he played, the, the games he was in. Uh, we won one Super Bowl. We were there in all the championship games and playoff games. Uh, with Kenny, that you know, he was just as deserving as any of the quarterbacks that have gone into into the Hall of Fame. Fred Kenny came off the bench in the immaculate reception game, ran for 30 yards for that go-ahead touchdown, the minute to play. Many felt he should have been the starter next season, but Daryl LaMonica was the guy. Went 0-2 before Kenny came off the bench, finishing 8-2 and 1. What took Kenny so long to get on the field? Daryl. <laughs> the mad bomber. <laughs> mad bomber. <laughs> well, uh, no, I, you know, I just, you know, I mean, you know, Daryl was, I mean, he was terrific, is uh, unbelievable, you know. So, you know, Kenny had an opportunity to, well, he had to wait a number of years, you know, after the Raiders had signed him, after Al signed him, and then waiting that period of time because Daryl was such an outstanding quarterback. And then, you know, it's, it, it happens to everybody. I don't care who you are. That you know, when that starter, the veteran starter, is uh, playing ahead of you, you know, you have to wait for an opportunity, and then when you get that opportunity, I mean, you got to go in there and play well, which Kenny did. You know, it just we never lost a beat. You know, with Daryl taking us to all the all the big games and everything, and then when the change happened, and Kenny just stepped right in and uh, and just picked up where where Daryl basically left off, and and he was successful just as much as anybody that that played the position in the NFL. So, you know, for, for Kenny to get in there like that as a young kid, uh, you know, it, it was no, no real adjustment for him. You know, he just went in there and handled everything so well. And was, was you know, if you wanted somebody out there on the field, uh, you know, even Madden says it a hundred times, you know, he wouldn't want anybody else but Kenny out there on the field in situations. And, uh, you know, I think that speaks a lot for itself. And, you know, myself, but playing with Kenny all the years, uh, you know, I feel the same way. I mean, you know, after after Daryl had had moved on and Kenny moved in, uh, like I said, we didn't we didn't lose anything, any any kind of quality at all, and we just kept rolling on with Kenny. And Kenny was a great field general. I mean, he was just, you know, he was terrific. It's just, you know, he had, he had Hall of Fame numbers and stats and 
you know, why uh, it's, it's taken this long to even really have him really up front being mentioned like he is this year. You know, maybe maybe it's maybe he had to pass away. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but you know, but but at, at this at this point right now, I'm you know I, I just feel that you know rather than being in a senior thing, he should have been with, with the with the players that that are being you know that are being uh, nominated and well announced in another week or so. So yeah, I don't th- I don't see any hesitation about having Kenny in, into the into the Hall of Fame with, without. Without a doubt. Well, his case is in good hands, Fred, because uh, Ron's presenting him, and Ron's the guy who presented Ray Guy when he finally and ultimately got in, well after I thought he should have. You know, Ron's got to reach down in that gut bag. Get the heck up there. That's right. I'm the patron saint of lost causes. You know, I'm just trying to get these guys yeah. in. <laughs> we're speaking with Hall of Fame receiver Fred Belindikoff on the Talk of Fame Network. And on the subject of Ken Stable, Fred, uh, when I think of him, I think of two-minute drills because it seemed like that was when he was at his best. I grew up a Colts fan. That's how I thought of Unitas, two-minute drill. That was at when he was at his best. Just wondering, when you think of Ken State, but what's the first image that comes to your mind? Totally in control out on the field. Total, total control of, of, of the huddle, of the play calling, of the situation that he has to perform in uh, using, using the personnel uh, on such a great level, the, the way Kenny used all of us, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, he knew exactly what he wanted to do in situations. And, uh, you, know, you, you know, all the stories you hear, all that stuff like that, when Kenny got on that field, he was, he was a, a great, great, excellent, outstanding player because he had total control of that field. And, uh, you know, I think John used to call timeouts just so he'd come over and look like he, he seemed like he was coaching Kenny, you know. <laughs> but there, were, there were never too many long conversations on the sideline with John and Kenny, okay? Kenny would run over and then have to run back out of the field in about 30 seconds, you know. So, but, yeah, but John, but John knew and all of us knew, you know, what Kenny meant to the team and, uh, you know, the type of player he was. So, you know, when he came in that huddle and, you know, all the, guy, all the guys that, that, I mean, all the great, great players we had, and they were in that huddle with Kenny, you know, and Kenny just dominated that huddle and nobody opened their mouth. And uh, you, you come, you'd get in the huddle and you just look at Kenny, you hear the play, you knew exactly what he wanted everybody to do, and you left and Kenny executed it was it was unbelievable. It was just you know it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun playing with Kenny because of the fact that you know he could use the personnel. He knew what to do. He knew how to handle everything. He knew what to want, you know what to do against different defenses and who he wanted to go after in ball games as far as defensive backs or defensive linemen or get somebody on a linebacker. You know, so his knowledge on the field was amazing. You know, so it wasn't ever. Uh, you were sending a robot out there on the field to call a play, and okay, uh, you know the guy's going to be opening a flat or get the ball down the cliff or Casper or whatever. You know, Kenny knew right away where he was going to go with the football as soon as the ball, you know, before the ball was snapped. Kenny knew what what to expect from the defense. It was, it was amazing, it really was. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you about, Fred, uh, just shift gears a little bit. Uh, obviously, when you're watching today's game and the way receivers are allowed to run free, you know, I mean, the Patriots guys run that shallow cross. You know, we laugh about how decapitated they'd all be if they were playing back when you played. Uh, and I was just wondering, what do you think when you watch today's game and you think of yourself and Cliff Branch? 
running around if nobody could touch you. What kind of numbers oh, wow. would you guys uh, put? Be, yeah, it would be. Yeah, you know, some uh, nowadays all you have to do is just uh, get, get your release and that's it. You know, and then you know the, re- the re- listen. The referees will make the call for you. Okay, which they do. <laughs> all right, but no, it's 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 gotten to the point now where at least one thing that they're taking the teams are taking advantage of is throwing those go routes against press coverage down the field on the outside and the seam routes and. You know, that thing, it's opened up quite a bit this year than from, say, a year ago, two years ago. You know, everybody was so uh, so set into, you know, the little uh, coming across underneath and little option routes and all that, and people were making a living that way. You know, guys would be, uh, you know, eight for eight, and, you know, they never threw the ball over five yards deep. And <laughs> Tom now, Brady. Now it's, now it's, now, yeah, yeah, but now it's totally changed. You know, now now teams are, you know, getting the ball up the field and you know, you don't you don't have to have a great arm, you know. All you have to do is just place the ball now. You know, you're not you're not asking guys nowadays to or really any time to throw the ball seventy, eighty yards deep. You know, it's uh you know, when you see what you hear now when you pick up the paper the next day you say, Oh man, that guy threw an eighty yard touchdown pass. Well, he threw it six yards. He's the guy ran the other 74. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fred, we've got to go, and uh, but we want to thank you so okay. much for the time. Ron told us it'd be a pleasure talking to you, and it well, was. Thank you very much. Tell, tell Ron to get those tap, tap shoes on and start doing a little tap dance up <laughs> You <there>. tell him. <laughs> I'm going to be talking and dancing, Freddie. You know that. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen, you guys take care. It's great talking to you. You know, and uh, you know, I'm a hundred percent behind. Oh, I'm behind Kenny getting in there. Believe me, honestly, you know that's a great choice. Yeah, I hope it. I hope All right, it happens. You guys take time. care. Thanks, Fred. Thanks, 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 Fred. Thank Bye-bye you. Now. All right. That was Hall of Fame wide receiver Fred Belindikoff. When we return, we'll talk about another receiver who's on the Hall of Fame track. That's Marvin Harrison. This is the Talk of Fame Network.